Hello and welcome back to Toowoomba 2020, the Chronicle's local government election podcast. My name is Toby Loftus and I'm a journalist with the Chronicle. So it's been a few weeks since the council elections and finally the results have been declared. Tom Gillespie, our council reporter, joins me to discuss this. Tom, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Toby. Good to be here. So tell me, we have the results in and there are four new councillors. Who are they? Uh, they sure are, Toby. Um, so joining the six incumbents who all got uh, re-elected for another term are uh, Kerry Shine, uh, uh, Tim McMahon, Rebecca Von Hoff and Melissa Taylor. Now, a bit of a breakdown on who those people are. Uh, Kerry Shine uh, is probably the most high, or easily the most high-profile of the four. Uh, former state politician, member for Toowoomba North from 2001 until 2012 when he lost the election to Trevor Watts. Uh, tried to get back in a couple of times into state parliament. Has now turned his attention to council. Um, very comfortably um, elected uh, the first time around. Uh, Tim McMahon... Uh, was actually the surprise package, I thought. Um, he didn't have a huge name recognition at the start. Um, and I think his campaign was uh, more modest than most, but he ran a very um, effective and efficient campaign. A lot of name recognition, a lot of signage, uh, and attending a lot of forums uh, when they were still available. Um, and he's reaped the rewards. Uh, he described this on social media as, I believe, uh, you know, something that was years in the making to get it to this point. So, uh, congratulations to him. Uh, Melissa Taylor is a uh, business owner. I'm, I think medium business size business owner. Um, uh, that's Taylor's Removals. Uh, she's got, you know, a, a local. She is a local identity, especially in Toowoomba. So uh, she was um, elected there. Uh, and Rebecca Von Hoff, um, in terms of performance. Um, in terms of performance, easily the most impressive of all the candidates. Uh, topped their voting with 6.08 or 0.9%. Uh, former journalist and editor, uh, disclaimer, also a former deputy editor at The Chronicle. Um, and it works at uh, Russell Mineral Equipment now. Um, I'm not sure if that will be continuing. But um, yeah, so those are our four new count. Uh, councillors. In terms of the incumbents that have been returned, as a reminder, that was Jeff McDonald, Bill Carl, uh, Megan O'Hara Sullivan, uh, James O'Shea, Nancy Summerfield, and Carol Taylor. So you mentioned that um, Rebecca Von Hoff was the candidate who performed the best out of anyone. She got just over 6% of the vote, um, which um, no one else managed that feat at this election. Um, there's a tradition at the, in the Toowoomba Regional Council that whoever receives the highest vote is the person that will be elected deputy mayor. Um, do you think that will happen this time, considering she's so new to the council chamber? Well, I think I think a couple of things are at play here um, in regards to that. Certainly, you are very correct. Generally, um, the person who gets the most votes is nominated to take the deputy mayor role. Um, that that's not in yeah. any that's not in any enshrined in any constitution I, of the council or anything like that, is it? It's just a. I a don't believe thing. it is. It, yeah, I, no, no, no. I don't believe it's enshrined. It's that that when they decide the deputy mayor, I mean, it's voted amongst the councillors and generally the person who puts the most um, votes up um, is 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 placed up for nomination. I don't think somebody can nominate themselves. I think they've got to be nominated by someone else. 
um, is my understanding. Um, in, in terms of um, the circumstances of this, as you pointed out, uh, Dr. Von Hoff is a uh, new councillor. Uh, she is the first uh, new councillor to top the voting since amalgamation, um, and that includes the amalgamation vote. Um, every other one had prior local government experiences. She's, she's had none to this point. Uh, there's also the matter of COVID-19, which I'm sure we'll be discussing a little bit later on. Um, and there's certainly an argument that someone like Jeff McDonald could make that who, who finished second, that right now what the council needs is uh, strong, secure, experienced leadership. So um, I know that Dr. Von Hofer said she's going to be making a case um, for Deputy Mayor if she's nominated. Um, it really will see how it goes. A couple of councillors who, uh, incumbents actually that I spoke to, said that they should follow with the rules that they followed in previous years, but anything could happen when they hold their first meeting, which is most likely going to be next week. So do you reckon it will be, just looking forward slightly, do you think it'll be an interesting meeting because of that? I think it'll be an incredibly eventful meeting, not just with the stimulus packages that they are almost certainly going to be voting through um, in, in, in to sort of help businesses and ratepayers combat the... Um, economic effects of COVID-19, but also I think this decision you've got to weigh up is about the next four years, not just the next six months. So uh, do you, um, you know, do they make a decision based on, you know, what the community needs right now, what the community needs over the next four years? Once it's voted in, it's in. So it, 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 it is going to be very eventful and interesting. Mm. Uh Talking about COVID nineteen, what has the what has Mayor Paul Antonio's response been? I mean, he was easily re-elected to the mayoralty. We should point that out. He got um, just over um, was it almost eighty yes. percent of the vote, seventy five to eighty percent of the vote. He was easily I, re-elected. Oh, well over seventy percent. Yes, absolutely. Um, in terms of his response to this um, this uh, crisis, I think he's been very public in getting out in front of the media, um, reporting, you know, w w what what the, the what Queensland Health has been reporting down. He's been trying to sort of uh, provide that local voice um, to businesses and ratepayers. Um, personally, I think I've been quite impressed with how he's handled it, um, but I wouldn't expect anything less from a guy who has been... He just celebrated 38 years in the role, so uh, I think this... Uh, sort of thing it's not just a first rodeo so to speak in terms of the i should uh, say that was um in the in a role in local government not 38 years oh, sorry. as mayor of Toowoomba. Oh, sorry. yes uh, uh, no very true very true yes uh, that's 38 years in, of local government policies um but so he's uh, he's got plenty of experience behind that and i think that's showing uh, in this uh, critical time uh he has talked a lot about what is going to likely be quite healthy and generous stimulus and support packages uh, for small businesses uh, and possibly for ratepayers. He's kept the door open on that one, although nothing specific has been discussed. Um, what he has said is that the council has $160 million in reserves. Now, that isn't a surplus. Those are just reserves that they have in terms of cash. They are constrained in certain elements of that, but there is $30 to $40 million, my understanding, that is um, unrestricted 
reserves that can be spent on um, uh, whatever is needed right now. Now, small businesses are obviously going to want the elimination of fees and charges, um, almost certainly, uh, and probably a deferral in the, on their rates. Ratepayers um, it's de- will definitely be wanting at least a rates freeze or possibly a deferral of rates. Um, how many of these parties get their uh, get what they're asking for uh, is, is, is going to be up to um, what this council decides. But certainly it's... Um, it's going to be a very different style of council in that they are responding to things um, in a very different way. Um, I, I think it also should be noted that the previous iterations of the council have allowed the current council to be able to make this decision now um, in that the fiscal responsibility that's been shown with the sound auditing um, uh, has clearly reaped its benefits now because the council is prepared and in a position to... Uh, spend some of this some of these reserves that they have um which are going to uh be desperately needed by a lot of small business owners mm. um what do you think oh, this election was obviously um overshadowed by the COVID 19 crisis and there was a lot of criticism leveled at the state government leading up to the election um, mm. with people being like, oh, we shouldn't go and vote, it's dangerous to go and vote. Obviously, people were worried that there was going to be a huge spike in local coronavirus cases after the um, election because of everyone going out to vote. That obviously hasn't been the case. There has not been that jump in that um, not that people, everyday people, were concerned about. But um, it still discouraged quite a number of people from voting, didn't it? Because... Um, we've got probably turnout data at our election for our election for the very first time, and it's quite it's way lower than normal. Yeah, I think um, it it it'll be hard. We won't know for some time uh, specifically what the exact turnout was, but it's certainly looking to be much lower. A lot of people have decided who were enrolled to vote have decided no, no, it's too big of a risk, which is fair enough given the circumstances. Um. It could be up to 20%, couldn't it? Well, it could. Um, At the moment, they've only counted 73% of all enrolled votes, um, and they've declared it. Now, they don't... My understanding is that they just stop counting once the result is beyond doubt. That's my understanding. Um, However, that might have been uh, not far from how many votes there were to be counted. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really an interesting... um, look at how people have responded to this. I think a lot of people, and that was shown in the early voting, uh, overwhelmingly voted way earlier. What was really interesting was that there were a lot less booths for people to early vote in than there were to, on the actual polling day, there were something like 60-something booths. Um, And yet so few people actually went and voted on the day because most of them had already cast their vote. Mm. And they would go to a handful of, of... polling booths that actually ended up having quite large lines because people wanted to get their voting out of the way. Um, So in an ironic twist, uh, more people ended up sort of being more congested uh, in early voting than uh, on the actual day um, because the ECQ couldn't have been prepared for some sort of a pandemic like this when they were planning and uh, preparing for this election. So I guess there's some lessons to be taken out of it from all uh, levels of government. Mm. What 
can we learn from these election results? What do you think they mean? I think that the um, threat of COVID-19 well and truly quashed any uh, sort of appetite for real change. We knew there were going to be absolutely four spots up for grabs. All 10 spots are up for grabs, obviously. It's an election. But um, there was definitely going to be four new councillors at least. And every single um, incumbent was very, very comfortably um, retained by by some margin. In fact, I think the numbers really spoke for themselves in terms of how uh, the, the gap between 10th and the rest of the pack, which was... Um, uh, Timmy Mans, uh, he had 3.77% for context. Um, Joy Mingay, who finished in 11th by my calculations, um, was something like 7,000 votes behind uh, at 2.94%. And then there was a, a series of other ones that are closely following um, her. So it really showed that uh, most people very clearly had their 10 um candidates in mind or at least you know a a bulk of them and that's been reflected in that um, only two candidates uh, successful candidates uh, polled below five percent everybody else was comfortably above that hasn't that that is different from other years when you would see a nice even mix of you know uh, a one may one or two sixes uh, uh, down to, to you know a lot of fives and a couple of fours, and then a couple of threes as well. It was a much more even spread. What I've seen is people have gone with who they know, who has uh, done the job before, they're feeling scared and uncertain, and I think that's reflected in the um, election results. Mm. Now, Tom, obviously we've got the, um, I guess, the decision on who's going to be deputy mayor. We've got the COVID-19 response. What are some of the other issues facing this new council? I think that's a a great question for after the COVID-19 crisis is is lifted, but certainly I think water security is going to be a major issue. And I think it was a major, a key theme among all the candidates who ran in this election. Uh, I think at least half, possibly more, were said they were focused on water security and that it needed to be the main priority. And of course, COVID-19 will pass, and I think we'll see the effects of the drought starting to really affect agricultural outputs now or this year. Um, the true effects of the drought, as you know, are, are you know it's an on-flow thing. It's, it's something that you don't see until later on. Uh, the mayor was talking about that to me the other day in, he, in that he was saying, we're going to really see the issues and the impacts of the drought really rearing their head now. Mm. Now that so many properties have been really dry, they decide not to plant a season. You know, we're starting to see those um, those those impacts. So water security is going to be a massive and a major um, aspect that the council has to get right, um, and that could well involve cooperation with other councils um, to create a a water grid which has been floated. Um, and I think that's going to be a major discussion in the next four years into how the council gets its water security right. Mm. Okay, well, I guess we have a lot to look forward to over the next four years then. Mm. Um, Tom, thank you again for 
joining the podcast. And um, for all our listeners as well, you might have heard some background noises from both of us and it might sound a bit different than usual. That's because we're both, um, everyone at the Chronicle is working from home at the moment. So we're actually recording this. We usually record this podcast together, but um, we are recording it remotely. So thanks for um, joining in again, Tom, from home. No worries, Toby. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And Toowoomba 2020 is a product of the Toowoomba Chronicle and um, is made possible thanks to our valued subscribers. To subscribe, visit thechronicle.com.au forward slash subscribe. We'll be back in the next couple of weeks where we'll be speaking with some of the new councillors about just what their plans are now that they've landed their dream job. See you then.